Good afternoon. Um, this is the Young Audiences Content Fund, a user's guide. My name's Charles Lauder. I'm Chief Executive of Indie Club. Um, just a very quick word on Indie Club for those of you who aren't aware. Indie Club is an organization that uh, advocates on behalf of uh, independent production companies and program makers, primarily those who are based outside London. Um, our focus is on ensuring that there is a rich and uh, robust, sustainable ecology for program makers in the nations and regions. Um, probably hear more about us as the day progresses. Um, so, the Young Audiences Content Fund. I was once advised by someone when I was back in the day as a journalist, and they said, um, never underestimate your audience's intelligence or overestimate their knowledge. So I'm going to work from that principle with that second part of it, particularly, and say, let's work from the principle that not, not everybody, surprising that it may be, not everybody knows about this fund. So if I can start with you, Jackie, what is the fund and why was it set up? So the uh, Young Audiences Content Fund, formerly known as the Contestable Fund, um, was set up uh, as a lovely gift from the UK government to this very community to produce amazing new public service content for young audiences up to the age of 18. It's a three-year pilot of an amazing non-recoupable £57 million to support the development and production of all genres of children's content in any technique, as long as they're amazing ideas. It is an absolutely fantastic opportunity to revivify, see, I couldn't say it, revivify <laughs> the whole of the production landscape, and it's an amazing thing for this particular community that I've been a part of for a very long time now. Oh, yes, and I care to mention, Charles. Um, Sorry. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> There's no need, is there? No need. Um, but, you know, I can't tell you how pleased and proud and excited I am by this whole endeavour. Um, you know, the fund was talked about for a long time and it could have been something that went across many genres, but we are very, very lucky as a community to have it for, well, mostly for us, three million's gone to audio, but never mind. £57 million is a useful amount of money. Um, and we've got a real endeavour to provide new public service content. So we're looking for shows that um, really deliver on public service values, you know, extending children's knowledge and understanding of the world, delivering sort of, you know, education and expanding their horizons in terms of art, history, science, whatever it is, and diversity, reflecting our UK audiences' lives and themselves back at themselves. That's a really bad sentence, apologies. But um, so, you know, that's the fundamental criteria for uh, productions. The fund itself, we've got a list of priorities, which I would uh, encourage everybody to read the guidelines. They are uh, a right riveting read, I think. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we like to, be, you know, when we're in the office hanging out, we like to describe ourselves as the friendly, friendly and flexible fund. It's a pilot scheme for three years, um, and we want everybody to be involved in it. So we, uh, try, we've tried to make it as user-friendly as possible, so the guidelines should be clear, the application forms should be user-friendly. We've had nice feedback to that extent. Um, but uh, we want to kind of engage everybody in this endeavour, and you, know, you tell us what you're feeling about the feedback. Um, 
about, about the, uh, the sort of nuts and bolts of the fund. But basically, we're looking for great new content that delivers something different for audiences, a different tone of voice. Um, you know, BBC, through no fault of their own, have been dominant in the marketplace for the last 10 to 15 years. This is an, ex this is an opportunity to get different broadcasters' tone of voice. When I was growing up, Saturday morning, I used to have a choice between Swap Shop or, Mag or um, Tiswas. I was much more anarchic in those days, and I used to go for Tiswas. Mm -hmm. But, um, <laughs> you know, so it's really diversifying the landscape, and it's going to offer more uh, opportunities for producers in the UK and offer more choice to our young audiences. Okay. So it's a great endeavour. You say, you say it's available to new producers, etc. So who exactly is eligible to apply? And, and, and what, uh, what a kind of content are you looking for? If you're a producer or a creator with a fantastic idea and you uh, can apply to the fund through a UK-registered limited company, so it's basically UK-based companies, producers, creatives can apply, and any sort of genre, so fact and drama, sitcoms, game shows, uh, you name it, any genre is applicable. Um, be led and listen to the commissioner briefings this week because they will guide you as to kind of what they'll be looking for because ultimately we will be there to support their choices. Okay. What was the thinking behind, and I know that there's a split between development and production, and we'll come to exactly what that means. And why those two particularly? Um, well, production, it's very hard to fund children's TV programmes. I don't know if anybody's experienced that at all <laughs> in this room. Um, and um, we know that, um, you know, the commercial public service broadcasters, as described this morning in the first session, it's been a hard time for them to contribute as much as they would all like to, I know, to uh, the children's place, um, children's business. Um, and it's... I forgot the last part of the question, sorry. Well, it's, it's just that the two... Um, the oh, yes, yes. So supporting production is a really big endeavour. Um, but also, we do really see this as an opportunity to really create a cultural change in the children's landscape. And the way you're going to do that, as Uriel was saying, is get new voices through, get different people, new voices. I mean, for a long time, there have been very limited opportunities and very limited players, really. Mm. So we are trying to create opportunities for new producers, new voices that have never been able to really get their foot in the broadcast door, never mind a seat at the table. So here's an opportunity to help people through that process and get their voices and their ideas onto screen. Which kind of takes us to you, Harriet. What, what exactly does your role as fund development ex executive entail? Um, so, so far it's been a lot of spreading the word, making sure people understand the fund. Um, there's a priority for the development fund on uh, new voices. Um, so it's making sure that those new voices are aware of the fund and are engaging with the fund. Um, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's assessing all the applications to the development fund. So after they go through our initial eligibility check, I will be assessing them against our priorities. And should I like one, and the rest of the team agree with me, it will then be about justifying why we think it should receive that funding um, and then moving forward once we'll have uh, projects in development it will be about supporting them however they need and also ensuring that they fulfill the priorities they set out in their initial application. When you say justify to whom or, or against what? So we have our grants finance committee who um, are at the BFI headquarters um, and they all our applications go through them ultimately and they give the final yay or nay. 
And so how do you determine whether a project is aligned with those requirements? What was the process? So we have quite a thorough application form, um, and that has several questions in that allow us to see how it's meeting those criteria. Um, applicants also have the opportunity to upload any materials um, they see necessary. Um, but it's not just seeing if something meets the criteria, it's also if that's you know, sort of authentically meeting that. You know, projects can have things added here and there so it technically meets them, but we're looking if it's, you know, really fundamental to what that project is. You know, so for example, like a Celtic folktale, it can't not meet nations and regions. So, you know, we assess the application and then we discuss if it's really authentically meeting those. And who needs to be already in place? Um, so, you, like Jackie said, you need to be a UK producer at a production company, but, um, you know, the form asks for details on writer, producer and director. I think for development you don't need to have a director on board already, um, but if you have an idea of who that might be, that's great. Um, in terms of, um, you know, for development you don't need to have a broadcast commitment on board, but again, good to know where you think it might end up. Um, and then in terms of material, with development we can get involved at any stage, so, you know, in upload what material you have, but beyond that, yeah. Okay. There's a question on the form which is, why are you applying for the fund? Yes. What kind of responses are you anticipating? So that's your chance to sort of meet that additionality criteria, because, um, you know, we're looking for projects that wouldn't get made otherwise. So why is your project not going to get funding through typical means, you know? Um, is it because it's, you know, a brand new technique that's not been proven before or you haven't, you know, produced content for kids TV before, so you're unproven? Um, or, you know, is it too local? Um, so, you know, if your project's coming across as really international and really commercial or, you know, a returning series, it's probably going to get made anyway and doesn't really need the fund. So that's your chance to address that priority. Okay. And what ceiling, if any, is there on the amount that can be given at the development stage? There's no ceiling. Um, I know. Because, um, you know, I don't think, we don't want to cut ourselves off from, you know, supporting something really big that could have a, a huge impact on, you know, the audience or the industry. Um, that being said, it's public money, so um, everything has to be reasonable. Um, no first-class flights. Um, <laughs> so, um, and, you know, it has to be commensurate with the overall production budget. So, you know, we're not going to do a pilot for a four-part miniseries. Um, and then... Um, Yes, with sort of later stage more and therefore more expensive, you know, development stages, we'd we'd look for sort of more justification as to why you feel that stage is necessary to get the commission. You know, not every project needs a load of video work to get that, yes. So for that later stage, more expensive stuff would be like, why do you need that to prove the thing that people are looking to see? Right, okay. I guess I'd start with the same question to you, John, in, in terms of the, the, the production fund awards. What's the ceiling there? Is it similarly no ceiling? Uh, yeah, exactly that. Well, 57 million is the ceiling, essentially. <laughs> that, that's it. I mean, we, I think it will be split up um, annually uh, as well through the financial year. So, you know, 18 million per year. Uh, so, you know, uh, get your applications in sooner rather than later or you know we may we may actually run out each year so um but that's that's it aside from that it's you know you, you if you need it if you can justify it um put it in and we can then assess it you know so we, we're getting uh, applications for things that just need a little bit stuff that is very very expensive but it's 
it's not in the criteria. You know, as as we've said, you know, it is assessed against certain criteria, and, and no point is is finance kind of put in that criteria. Okay, and it's only fifty percent. Is that right? Uh, in the production fund, yes. <clears throat> so, what's the thinking behind that? Um, well. I suppose, as, as Jack has already alluded to, the, the, the reasons behind um, uh, the kind of downturn in, in uh, investment and so forth, and, and we, we all know how hard it can be to kind of get things funded. So it is to kind of, you know, it can plug that gap. We can get those great commissions made. You know, if you've got to a point where you have nothing left to give away, you know, we, we don't want anything. You know, it's free money. We don't want any IP. We don't want the money back. It's just trying to get those things over the line. So that you will always already have a, a funding package in place, presumably. Uh, well, yes, you need it to, to, to be eligible. Uh, and uh, up to 50%. So, you know, you could have that from the um, tax relief and the broadcast license and distribution fees and you know pre-sales you name it it can be made up from all these different things and it uh, uh, you know financial revenues that um, will then kind of uh, we can complement that with with our fund is there anything that's restricted that can't make up that other 50 percent <laughs> um not really i mean you'll struggle to find anything that doesn't kind of um that you can't kind of use, as, as I say, the tax relief is uh, available as well. So you can use that. Um, and, the, and as I say, pre-sales distribution, all these things uh, you will probably need anyway. But all we ask for is if you, if you have a distribution deal in place that it doesn't encroach on the UK uh, broadcast. Um, and if, if you then have kind of uh, a, a, a big kind of pre-sales or something like that, uh, as long as the uh, credibility of the content is still kind of matched to uh, the ethos of, of the fund, you know, we want to reflect UK lives. We want this great content to reflect the young audiences of the UK. That's, that's the sole purpose. So, you know, as long as the editorial is not skewed any, anywhere else because of funding, you know, revenue, that's... That's, uh, that's all we're asking for, really. And to what extent are you, for want of a better term, the first gatekeeper in this? What's, what does your job actually entail? Um, well, similarly to, to, to Harriet, really, um, you know, uh, you, you, if you have that commitment from a, uh, a, uh, a UK uh, free-to-access, Ofcom-regulated uh, uh, broadcaster with a uh, wide enough UK audience, you can, uh, and, and you have at least 50% of that finance in place, you can apply. Uh, that will come, uh, we will check uh, straight eligibility, then it will come to me and I will assess it. Uh, if I think, you know, it's good enough, it hits uh, enough of the kind of uh, criteria that we think this is, this is something we really want to support, it's, it's the right kind of thing to do. I will then kind of dis discuss in the team and we'll take it to um, um, all the grown-ups back at B BFI London, and uh, hopefully if they agree and rubber stamp it, then then off we go to contracting, and, and we can support that great content. That's that's essentially it. I mean, aside from you know this kind of stuff of getting out there and telling people and, and letting everyone know about how great this is and how you can get involved, um, and we're, we're going to try and do more of that and try and do more outreach. You know, obviously with new voices, we want to encourage everyone wants to encourage that, right? But there's lots of people who probably don't know about it as as much, or or maybe don't think it's for them, or 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 haven't engaged with the BFI or, or kids content or whatever before. So the more people we can get to and, and get this out to them, the better. So 
we're, we're going to try and get on a tour bus and get around the, the, the nations and regions as much as we can and just find those people. T-shirts will be available. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you make reference regularly to, to having the broadcaster on board, and it, it occurs to me that for new voices, they may not know the ter terrain. They may not know how to engage with or find or get the broadcasters on board. So what assistance, if any, can you, can you offer in the way of want a better term, a roadmap or pointing them in the right direction? Go on. <laughs> so, all I was going to say, I mean, I think the development part is a really yeah. important piece of this uh, fund. And that's where we'll see. And again, this is a community endeavour. Um, and we can all be supportive and help new talent through. But we can offer guidance. We're, you know, we've all had a, quite a broad and varied experience in production. So... You know, we'd encourage people to partner with more experienced people and help them through the process. And we can make introductions to broadcasters and sort of point people in the right direction, help them find the right place to be. Because, you know, if, you, if you're not used to this environment, it can be a minefield. Mm. And kind of knowing the right person to talk to about your project is always a challenge. And it's an ever-changing world, as we know. So um, we, we can be helpful in that regard. It's obviously our ambition for anything in the development to, to kind of to migrate onto the to the production um, the uh, funding. So, so hopefully by the get, by the time they get to me, they've they've had enough kind of nurturing and, and, and partnerships and whatnot to, to, to feel like they're they're, they're well protected and, and th their authenticity will be um, translated into the, the production. So, so yeah, it's, it's on you, Harriet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm conscious that quite often in these sessions that we, we kind of spend our time up here and then try to pack all the questions into the last five minutes. I'm, I'm seeking to avoid that, so I'm going to ask maybe two or three more questions here, so if you could all get prepared for your questions to our panel, I'd appreciate that. The, the, the first of the, the, the following questions, how important is it to have Albert certification? And for those of us who don't know what Albert certification is, who wants to field that one to explain it <laughs> and then say how important it is to have it? it Go on. <laughs> it's over to you, John. Oh, okay. um, it's very important. It's uh, to the point where uh, it's compulsory. Um, it, because it's really important, right? We, you know, sustainability, you know, all these things are very, very important. We need, we need it. We need to reflect that in, in all walks of life, not just production or kids' uh, production. Um, and it's, it's so easy, you know, Albert, make it so easy for you. It's all there in black and white. You can, you can have a look at it and do kind of uh, 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 pre kind of uh, workings out of how it could look. And, and they're really, really helpful. There's, there's, there's free training that you can all go on as well. Um, so I, 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 well, we all think it's really important and it, it, it's, it's made so easy for you to kind of access and put together. And um, it it can it can really like um, influence the actual uh, content as well. It can influence your production and how you go about your production and and how you will go about productions in future and, and spread that word and and so so yeah I, I think it's it, it is that important that yeah it ha it has to be kind of built into that and and we we understand that and it can be in your budget and if if there you know needs to be any kind of additional stuff because of that that's that's fine we we will expect to see that so that's that's okay please hit all the points I've missed. I was going to say, <coughs> BAFTA, BAFTA run that scheme and so there's loads of information there and it's mm. a really kind of, it's not 
the worst, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do. And, you know, I've been so impressed by small production companies that take this on board and run mm. with it and do it really, really well. So we, we're just encouraging everybody to do the right thing. We all know how aware, environmentally aware our audience are. Let's do the right thing by them. Okay. As a starter, I'd like you each, if you would, top tips. One, let's be positive about it. One don't and two do's. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, don't forget to read the guidelines before yeah. you apply. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really, it is a really interesting read and just <clears throat> think about your application whether you're sort of hitting the criteria in the right way and just read them and then read them again before you fill in your application form. That's my okay. top tip. Don't forget to upload a development budget. Um, are we doing are we doing a do and a don't and a don't or a do and a do? Well, you did a don't, do, so do, that do, means do. I'm a just do. Don't, no, go, 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 for it. Do go for whatever, go for whatever works. <laughs> go, for, go, go for whatever works. <laughs> yeah, do upload a development budget. Um, I mean, I think, you know, when you're in the form, it's quite big. You might have, forget and you might have forgotten to say what you want the money for. Because, you know, 40k for stuff. I mean, yeah, so include those details, please. Um, don't despair. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are a friendly bunch. We really are. Um, if you need to come and talk to us and just kind of um, get an idea of... of, of where the, the landscape fits or how you feel your, you know, your project kind of fits in with it. We're, we're happy to talk about that. And also, you know, if you then get into the application, you press the button, don't think it's going to be a, a big stone wall and you'll just get a yay or nay. We're, we're, we are a friendly bunch. You can come and talk to us. You, you know, if, if there's something that we, we see and we think, you know what, this is great, this is perfect, this is exactly what this fund is for, and there's a something's not ticked or you've not filled something out or blah, 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 blah. you know we will get in touch with you and we will say actually have you thought of this you know and I've, I've felt it from like the diversity standards which is a big part of this as well that team at the BFI are equally as friendly and and they are you know there to help they they can look at something and say you know what this would qualify but it's just not been articulated correctly they will talk to us they will talk to you we can kind of go through it together and, and get it to that place that it needs to be. Um, because we want to support the best stuff you know, out there. We want to get the best things you know, on the screens. Your application submission is really the start of conversation. If it gets yeah. through the public service criteria, we will be having a conversation with you if, we, if we like it. I mean, we have been known to ask people to increase their um, budget, haven't we? Yeah. We have. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but no, yeah, for, for the right reasons. Because, because we, for all the right reasons, not just yeah. like, hey, slip someone. But um, it's the start of a conversation because we want to do the right thing by, uh, by children's TV production. We mm. want market rates to be right. We want them to be commensurate with all other sorts of TV production. It's no, a, a DOP for children's drama is no less expensive than one for a grown-up drama. So let's, you know, start... Uh, treating children's TV yeah. in the right way. Um, but it is a conversation, and once you've submitted your application, you can go, do you know what, I'd like to add something in. You can do that, mm. and it's an ongoing process. We are here to support the industry. This is the, the prime, you know, one of the prime reasons for the fund. We're here to support that industry. So it goes back to the feedback thing again, right? You know, if, if, if it's not working, we'll, we'll listen. If there's enough of an outcry for it, we, we can do something about it. It is a pilot fund. We can change things if needs be further down the line. So, you know, 
speak to us. We, we're humans. Which seems to me the perfect segue <laughs> into... We're here for you, questions. I have one there and one there and one there. Can we do that and sort of take the three questions and then see how we pass them out rather than keep just going backwards and forwards? Is that okay? Um, hi, guys. It's Carrie here from Finger Industries. Um, thank you for that. It's really, um, really useful. I, I sort of had a question around, you know, the element of it being a UK or local or, or regional sort of content, you know, good storytelling, especially in children's, for me, should transcend regions and countries and it shouldn't, you know, yes, we all want to make good UK content. Tax credits has a sort of point system when you're looking at sort of how UK is UK. <laughs> how, how do you guys categorise that, you know, if we're thinking of a, a particular show or story that sort of we feel on the face of it meets the criteria. Is there any advice you can give to sort of make sure when we are submitting that, that we're not just trying to bolt stuff on that, you know, you talk about being yep. fundamentally sort of feeling like it's UK based. Could you kind of expand on that a little bit? Okay, so we'll take that for a moment. Uh, there was one there. Um, Alex Osborne from 104 Films. I'm just wondering if you have the same diversity targets as the other BFI films and if you intend to publish the results of those regularly. Okay, and the final one was in the middle there, I think. Hi, uh, Duncan from Plastic Milk. Um, I was just wondering if it's possible to sort of run the um, development budget past you before we put the form in, just because uh, sort of as an up-and-coming producer, it's uh, some of those industry rates, we, we might not know all those, what, what they should be, so whether we can get some help with that beforehand or whether there's um, submit it and then, you know, if, if it's successful, then you will work out the details later. Okay, so development budget, can we run it past you beforehand? Diversity targets, um, are they the same as for BFI and uh, will you publish them? And what about transcending regions and countries in terms of it being UK only or does it include UK and others? Those are the three. Should I do development? development? Yeah, yeah um, you, should you apply, and we think your budget is off in any way, we'll just tell you. So please just apply, and if you know we think you need to be paying this person more or you've asked for too much, if we like the project, we'll just come back to you and, and talk you through. We have Jill here, our budget queen, um, and she will just get in contact and talk you through it, and we'll find a way and how we can support you. Okay, the diversity targets. Who's going to feel that one? Yeah, by the BFI are, um, you know, at the forefront of setting, being an exemplar of diversity standards, and the fund wants to exceed those exemplary standards. Um, we take diversity very seri seriously. We want authentic representation wherever, in front of the camera, behind the camera, um, before you can actually fill in the application form for the Young Audiences Content Fund, whether it's production or development, you have to fill out diversity standards form because we want to see that your intentions are right and that you're going to follow it through and then you, at the end of your production or your piece of work, you fill out another form. Um, you know, it's important. It's important we reflect our world and our audience properly in all senses, in all forms of diversity, whether it's class, gender, religion, you know, ethnicity, socioeconomic, uh, you know, LGBT, we want to see a good, diverse spread. And, and you, you've referenced diversity and authenticity together. Mm -hmm. How confident can you and the BFI be that 
with its makeup, it is best placed to recognise that authenticity, if I can put it that way. Um, I think we look at diversity um, in, a, in sort of an authentic way ourselves, but we are trying to engage as many people from as many backgrounds in this project, and that's why this community is very important as well, because if you think that you know people who've got great ideas that are under, underrepresented, you think you can, get, you can get more people on your crew from underrepresented groups, we should all be doing it, we should all be thinking about it every day, because it's so important. I think that ties in, that ties in with, with the, the, the question about the cultural test as well, really. Um, just, just because, um, uh, obviously, the cultural test is, is there to kind of um, hit those kind of marks as well. And, it, and, and the nations and regions thing is, is, is basically, again, it's down to authenticity, it's down to new voices, it's, it's down to just kind of hitting those, those areas that we think you know, people don't necessarily have a voice or much of a voice or have not been heard much in the past. So, you know, hence why we've ring-fenced at least 5% of the entire budget for UK Indigenous language shows. You know, it's important that we do that because th these people, you know, may not have had a voice or f felt it's even been harder for them to, to kind of um, to get their stuff made. And, you know, they're just on those fringes. So it is that, it is that cultural test and it's, it is very robust, but it's just to kind of get that authenticity that we all want, that we all know is so... Um, important to, to have a, the source of any kind of creative idea because we know that 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 kind of diversity that, that we, we we have and can kind of uh, get in the same room together it just makes that content all the more richer uh and i think i think you're right i think well, kids more than anyone you know cut through that they they can see when it's not authentic so you know um regardless of us it's it's you know it's what they need and deserve some more questions, please. There's a gentleman at the back there, and then one near the front, uh, someone near the front here. Take that one first, and then the one at the back, please. And then I've got another two towards the back. We're first to get their hands up. Um, so one, two. One, there. one, two. Sorry, you're in a bit of a <laughs> blind spot. Okay, fine. <coughs> Yeah, okay, so we'll go one, two, and three, please. So after one, if the microphone can go to the corner there, and then after two, if you go over there, we'll, we'll wait for the next <laughs> session, if that's okay. So. Hi, hi, it's Emma um, from... Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, just here first, please. It's Emma from Kindle. Um, hi. Um, just a question about scripted. Um, and I just wondered if you could share any further information um, about Channel 4 and whether their £1 million will stretch to drama. Uh, we'll, if that's all right, we'll go with that in a moment. So that's one. Yeah. Two is back there, please. You mentioned uh, different uh, genres. The, you said something about the outputs, channels, and platforms that you could go out to. What are the limitations on where it can, where the end product and what type of, if, uh, what I'm, uh, if you were to make an interactive film type project that had some sort of level of interactivity that required it to be on an online platform, what are the limitations on that? Okay. Kath and from Fertile Animation, hello. Um, yeah. Can you just remind us again which channels are eligible and which ones aren't? Um, and a little bit of advice on turnaround times for decision making, how long uh, to plan between putting in your application and when you might get the cash for development and for the production. Please. Ooh, Kath. <clears throat> Three questions, Sneak. <laughs> whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> so, um, which channels turn around right. and when? <clears throat> that's, that's me just synopsizing. Different genres, limitations where end project, uh, including, for example, online, mm -hmm. uh, and scripted more info on Channel 4 and their one million. In any order. <laughs> um, the uh, platforms in scope are Ofcom regulated, free to access, public service broadcast platforms that are, have a significant UK audience reach. Now, so that will be uh, ITV, Channel 4, 5, Alba and S4C do not have that significant an audience reach, but they are a very important culturally important platform. Um, BBC is in scope, but not a priority because they've had market dominance. Now, it's, in, it's including but not excluding others, but we're prioritising those platforms initially through the pilot because it's really important for us to assess the impact that the fund is having. And if we did lots of projects and lots of platforms, it would be much harder to assess it. So that's kind of the rationale behind having a quite limited scope. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's a pilot, so if we don't feel that we are properly addressing market failure, we can look at it again. So on things like that, really great to get your feedback. Um, with regard to platforms, digital platforms, online platforms, so sort of you're thinking probably YouTube, social media, you know, we're not here to fund content specifically for YouTube or Facebook or indeed any of the S4 platforms, we can see that sometimes there'll be a great promotional synergy to be had by putting a little bit somewhere else. But those are our core priority platforms and their services, so capture platforms, so something could live on, um, you know, all four, for example, or any of the capture. Does that, does that help? Okay. okay. Scripted and informed channel four. Um, is this the initiative uh, for teen content that's been announced you're referring to? Yeah. Um, so th that fund, as I understand it, is about short form content, has got a special remit. So the conversations we've been having with the um, genre commissioning editors at Channel 4 are sort of separate from that. So there's a potential there and sort of uh, in more usual channels. Mm. Okay. And the money? When do you get it? And what kind of, <laughs> of turnaround? Really, really quite important questions, even though you sneak them in. <laughs> um, so for development, it's eight weeks to get a response from your initial application, and then John has 12. Yes. Um, you said that was spite, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not annoyed. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then um, from that point, um, I think it's three months to, co to get a contract. Mm -hmm. Looking at you, Hisham. <laughs> Um, um, yes, so yeah, three months from offer to get the contract in place. Or is it, oh, do you get longer for that as well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. So you get six. <laughs> yeah. But again, the, the, the contact after the, the eight weeks or the 12, it, it can be just contact, just saying, you know, um, we, we, we actually need to kind of do this or do that, or we're missing this, you know, so it, it can just start that kind of conversation off like within that time frame. Can I, can I just say, though, that, you know, we are box fresh as, as a, a unit, so our aspiration would be to speed things up because the pilot is actually a, a very short pilot. Yeah. So we want to be uh, expediting things through development or production or hopefully from development to production and on screen um, at a very quick turnover. So we are going to do best endeavours to be as quick as we can going forward. Yeah. They're the max time. The max. Yeah, and I don't think we've got to 
close to the max times yet, right? And we've been out kind of doing this kind of stuff and stopping us doing the day jobs. <laughs> we made our first awards after right. six weeks of the doors being open. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah. Some more questions. Are, um, okay, there's a cluster of three <coughs> questions there. Let's, let's take those all together, please. Hello, uh, it's Jesse from Wildseed. Um, in the, the uh, aim is for you guys to develop and then see the things that develop progress into production on certain platforms. To what extent will the broadcaster's stated development priorities be a factor in terms of the projects you take through in development, i.e. If we bring you a project and you go, well, I have absolutely no idea who of the you know, four PSB qualifying platforms might pick that up because I don't see them doing that or they haven't asked for that or it feels bigger than anything they're doing currently or you know, all the ways in which you might you know, have that moment of going, really, I like it, but is anyone going to make it? To what extent does the sort of credibility or the likelihood of something then progressing through onto a commission, to what extent is that going to inform your decisions about which things go through into development? And how much should producers have thought about, you know, making that pitch about, you know, the ease with which this will all, I mean, ease, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the relative ease with which uh, the project could find its way through to, through to a commission? Okay, I'm, I'm just going to break with my own rule there, if I may. And can we hold the next two, and can we just deal with that straight away, please, if that's all right? Yes, um, so it does have some impact on our decision. Um, so, for example, we, if it was a project where, you know, we can't imagine anywhere it would ever be ever, um, we might encourage you to have a conversation with the broadcaster first just to, you know, check, you know, their appetite for it, as it were. Um, we had a project in that sort of... It was very early days and it was unscripted, so the channel which it ended up would very much, you know, sort of um, inform that development work they did because the tone would be very different. So we encourage them to have that conversation while still keeping it, you know, what they wanted it to be, but yeah, have that focus. So yeah, if we get those ideas that come in that, you know, you can't see it, then we would probably encourage those conversations to happen before we would get on board. Okay, the two questions that were immediately behind, please. Hi, Liz Keynes, um, independent family and uh, children and consultant. I think I heard you say that I, a criteria um, for not funding would be if we think you could get it funded elsewhere. Um, and I don't, I, I don't quite understand um, th that as a criteria because um, it's, it's, it's a value judgment um, and it's something that every producer who goes into developing and, and um, looking to get a show into production um, believes they can get it funded somewhere. <laughs> um, but how, how would you exercise that, that criteria? Can you say anything about it? Okay, just hold that then, please. And the next question. Hi there, uh, my name is Chris Hobbs from History Bombs. Um, firstly, this is a fantastic, amazing thing. Well done, thank you. Um, however, I have read the guidelines. It says the 57 million is over three years, uh, inclusive of VAT, and only 5% is allocated, and up to 5% is allocated to development. That's £800,000 a year for everyone. And I think that's a bit stingy. And would you consider revising it up? That's excellent feedback, and we are the flexible fence, so we shall take that into consideration. A <laughs> <laughs> well, proper diplomat's response. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, so that's that's that done straight away. Um, the, the criterion for not funding, if you could get elsewhere. 
Yeah, I, th I think this is uh, this is mainly to do with if if we think this is a, uh, a quite a commercial idea, in as much as it may not have the public service that we're looking for. So if it's something that could really transcend internationally and have uh, sales connected to it that that could not necessarily reflect that UK. Um, audience, uh, it could take away from that. So, so that's the, the reason behind it. It's, it's as long as we think it's got that public service, it is purely for the UK um, young audience. That's that's kind of what we we want to kind of protect. And, and it also kind of um, it's kind of encouraging risk taking. We we kind of touched on it as well. You know, part of the uh, criteria is innovation. We want we want to see things that we may have not seen before, you know, something that is really, you know, uh, could be risky and, and seen as like, you know, we might not, we might not want to kind of fund this because I can't see uh, how I'd make my money back on it. You know, that, that, that's the kind of thing that this fund can put money into because we don't want that money back. We don't want a return. We want to see, you know, uh, risky, innovative content, you know, tried and tested. That's that's public service, right? That's that's you know what it needs to be doing. Push those boundaries. Yeah. So it's it kind of it's around about it's around that, and, and that's how we're kind of assessing it, and that's that's the kind of reason that it's there. Okay, we're about to come to a close. I yeah, see. so <laughs> um, something else. Just <laughs> a couple of questions, if I may. Is, if, is it really pressing? Because if so, do it. Please. Um, well, I was just going to say, um, you know, if we think that you know your show has an international sales potential, and you've not actually gone to look for those pre-sales and tested the market, and just gone, I tell you what, I won't bother going to MIT this year. I'll just go and get fifty percent. It's just that we don't want producers to lose that fantastic gift they have in this mm. country of getting money in unexpected places and getting great pre-sales in place. Okay. Don't lose that. Knack. I hope the pilot, there's something after the pilot, just in case it's not, don't lose that, lose that skill. And that's part of thinking in addition to what John was just saying. So you've clearly had applications so far. What can you tell us about those? Um, and particularly, without um, breaking any confidences or naming any names, what are the best and worst applications you've received so far? Who's <coughs> <laughs> going first on that one? I, I think the, I can go the, first. I think the worst ones are where people haven't read the guidelines. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, for it's me, frustrating. For me, frustrating. part of the reason for asking the question is, to, particularly with my sort of indie club hat on, is how widespread in terms of the different nations and regions have the applications been so far? And is there any particular area where you kind of think, we were really hoping something would come from there and nothing's happened yet? Personally, I've been really impressed by yeah. the spread of projects we've had from all around the country in all sorts of different genres. Um, age groups. The age groups in mm -hmm. relation to different broadcasters. It's been so impressive and so early into the lifetime of this project. So more of that, please. Yeah. And the best. It was just, it was just one who'd really taken their time with the application form, really thought through each question and answered it really thoroughly. And they said, you know, it also made them think about their project in a deeper way that they hadn't considered before. Um, it, you know, and you could sort of see the impact that it could have, um, well, hopefully will have, um, and, yeah, just why the project was needed now, I think. Um, and, yeah, they couldn't have done it without us. So, yeah, that was the best that I've had. Yeah, I, I, it has been very, very varied. I think, you know, this is kind of relating back to... Um, uh, what I was saying about we, we just don't assess it on how much money they're asking for or, or the percentage as long as it kind of fits with, you know, it's 50% it's or less. Uh, we've, had, we've had things that are, you know, 
quite minuscule in budget, but again, the the, the creative, the um, the idea, the uh, concepts, and what what they're trying to achieve is is perfect for the, for the fund. Exactly what we're we're looking for, and we've had also had like you know quite quite big in, inflated well not inflated but like just like huge budget um, kind of stuff like with big weight behind it. Uh, but again, I'm just assessing it exactly the same way. You know, is it is it doing these things? Is it is it the right thing that we should be funding? And 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 you know that that's all we can do. It's it, it's it's basically on those things. I mean, the the do's and don'ts. Uh, I mean, are, are kind of varied, but it, it can be. Um, and it kind of goes back to again, you know, we're open. We can talk about it. You know, you, you can kind of see some applications that they've that it's been thrown in. But um, you know, if if the idea is correct, is right, is is something we just just think is the, the best thing that we should be supporting, we'll open that dialogue. We'll 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 get it done. But yeah, get get spend as much time on this as you do on the creative. It's equally as important. You know, get your finance plans together. Get your budgets in, your schedules in. Make sure they're airtight. Um, and uh, anything anything extra, we can obviously kind of slot in. So don't despair if they're not quite. Okay, quick 30 seconds from each of you, please. What is it about your job that makes you glad to get up in the morning? <laughs> I'll go. Should I go first? Um, um, it's, it's the same thing that has been getting me up in the morning throughout my entire career, really. It's, um, it's just, it's so... It, it, I feel very privileged for the for the the job that I do and the the industry that I work in. Um, and I mean, we all know that it can get stressful and and, and worrying at times, and you know, downbeat and whatnot. But at all those points, I've always tried to kind of gather people around and say, "Look, we're we're making content for for kids. We're trying to, you know, make the most inspirational, amazing content that they deserve. It's it's it's." It's fun, right? <laughs> it should be fun. It should be fun. So make it fun. So yeah, okay. I, I've still got that feeling now that I had when I first started. Um, I think it's for me. It's just knowing that you know, should the perfect project come through the door, you know, no matter what it is, we can say yes. Um, so yeah, no matter what what it is, if we believe it's something that kids you know, deserve to see or even need to see, we can support it in some way. So, yeah, getting to say yes is quite nice. <laughs> mm. uh, and when I wake up in the morning, it, it's, uh, as John used the right word, it's a privilege. Um, as you kindly pointed out, Charles, I've been working in this business for quite a long time. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I've got such a feeling of optimism. Hey, hey back on the way. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think this pilot presents such a great opportunity for our industry to make a really great cultural change and create a bigger public conversation about the importance of children's television in their lives. It can nourish, it nourish as well as entertain, it can inspire and inform the rest of their lives. And for us to be part of that initiative um, as a community um, is just such a privilege, and that positivity gets me up in the morning. And you know, my knees aren't what they were, so yeah. it's tricky sometimes. <laughs> but um, and I will say again, I want this. I want everybody to think of this as a community project. Please get engaged in whatever way you feel you can. Apply. We need to show that 
this fund is needed, that people want it, that they want to interact with it. Um, if you don't want to apply, but you can actually mentor a younger producer, a younger crea creator, you can help them through the application process, you can help them through the developers. Do that. Tell your friends, talk to your families who are not involved in this industry, because... Yeah. Sorry. Okay, thank you. It's that's way past 30 seconds. And that red light is now actually screaming at me. So, okay, could you please clear the room quickly and safely after you have said a wonderful thank you to our panel?